0: You're listening to The Big Dory. Deadly. Jinguwala, and welcome to The Big Dory Podcast. I'm Naomi Moran from the Koori Mail newspaper, and dialling in once again from Gadigal Country is my dear friend and brother, Luke Carroll. How you been, brother?
1: Good. Nay, nay. Very good, thank you. That's good. Uh, yes, beautiful Gadigal Country. And um, can you believe it? This is episode eight, you mob.
0: I know. And
1: only two more. Round it up to ten before we uh, <laughs> wrap up for the year and the big fella comes down the chimney, Black Santa. <laughs> Black Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Look, we might have to do a bit of a, a social media play with that, see if there's any Black Santas out there willing to win a prize. I'd love to see that.
1: Well, about four months ago, before I hit the gym, I was looking a bit like blackberry in <laughs> your belly. But uh, <laughs> that's all changed now. I'll fit straight down that chimney. Yes, <laughs> you won't be w-
0: not about wearing a Santa suit, about wearing your birthday suit now, brother. No, that's right. That's right. Summertime,
1: bring it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got that summer bod ready. But you've been well. Uh, that's uh, the main uh, thing. You've been well.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Fighting fit. Well, heading in the summer, the best part of the year for me, and I believe in. Um, no, looking forward to wrapping up the year. Um, it's been so, it's been an absolute ride so far with yourself and Kirk um, on the big dory. It
0: and, has um, some of our
1: beautiful beautiful uh, uh, guests we've had on there as well.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a really really fun time, and um, I love what we've been able to achieve over the the past couple of months. And uh, I'd just like to acknowledge uh, before we introduce our guests for the day. That the Big Dory podcast is proudly recorded on the lands of the Widgeable Wyable people here on Bunjalung Country and we pay our respects to the community here, to their elders, uh, those that are no longer with us and those that are still here leading the way. We acknowledge their families and their communities and we thank them for allowing uh, the Koori Mail to be based here on Widgeable Wyable Country and the Big Dory podcast to be recording here today. I also um, have to mention that uh, for the remainder of this year's series of The Big Dory, uh, Luke, yourself and I, uh, we're taking the lead. Our dear friend and deadly brother, Kirk, um, he's just received an amazing opportunity um, to head on tour and and work with Bangara Dance Theatre for their upcoming show, which means he's going to be missing in action between now and March 2022. So congratulations to Kirk. Uh he absolutely has our best wishes and blessings for this uh next chapter of his um his his career. Uh, man of many many talents, as we always say. But uh he'll he he will be missing. We'll we'll miss him, but um I'm sure between the two of us we can we can try and get the job done, eh?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. But well, yes, what an amazing opportunity for Kirk. he you know, he does have a, a dance background, so mm. uh, and he danced with Bangara in the in years past years gone by, so great opportunity. And, um, yeah, he's still got it, that laddie. He must have still got <laughs> it. And, uh, his uh, cousin Stephen Page has rung up and said, get your mum down to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. We need you. Smoke so, singles were out.
0: Yeah, um, bless him.
1: So, too dearly, I'm proud of him. And, uh, yes, Kirk, I know you'll be listening throughout yeah. the next couple of weeks. Third March, so yes. And I know he, he you know, that. he was a bit,
0: he was a bit nervous, and um, you know, because he felt like he'd been out of that space for a while. And I just said, well, this is you're being called back, you know, for a reason. And um, this is like I said, just the next next chapter, or just another layer to the to the amazing things that he does. So um, wishing him and the Bangara mob uh, all the best, and uh, definitely thanking them and acknowledging the the wonderful work that they do down there.
1: Now, Nay, I believe we've got another deadly guest this week. Um, Probably one of the busiest men men that I know going around at the moment. Uh, Yes, things and a few pies, which is good to see. (laughs) Um, But he goes way back. We both know him from a long time ago, and um, yes. I know, he's, very. He's our special guest.
0: Yeah, very, very lucky to have him uh, on the show today because we know that he's always strapped for time. He never answers your calls, never texts, always leaves you on red. We don't know where he is half the time, but, um, he, you know, he is one oh, of the. I
1: know, he's de- I know he's definitely got credit, that's for sure, but he's a busy <laughs> man, he's working. So that's not an excuse for him, but he's always. He's a busy man. He's, he's w- well-employed, so we know that much. <laughs> exactly.
0: And, look, he's he's widely known for, for the amazing work, uh, you know, that he does in all different areas, uh, mainly, though, for uh, his legendary football background in the NRL, uh, playing for, for Parramatta, for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, for the inaugural Aboriginal Dreamtime team, uh, and now working with the n r l as a retired player and just doing uh you know great projects and work with the community and most recently venturing out i guess of of his comfort zone as a as a football player uh and a sportsman and um you know getting a bit uh creative in terms of telling stories specifically around culture and and leadership and um can't wait to hear all about it. So we'd like to welcome our special guest today, uh, Dean Witters. How are you, brother?
2: Uh, awesome, guys. And I can't recognise your numbers because you've changed your numbers all the time. <laughs> I, don't who these I don't know what he's called because I don't know what he's adopting out there. But always got a different number every time he calls. That's why he can't get hold of me. But
1: everyone else, I answer their calls every day. So. But I'm doing <laughs> well and
2: excited to be on here and have
1: a yarn. Oh, deadly. I owe too it? many people money, brother. That's my mind. <laughs> <sister. laughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> I,
0: and I should mention too, Dean, amongst all the, you know, many things that you do, brother, you're also a columnist here at the Mail. You're one of our uh, NRL sports columnists, uh, which is great. We got you on board and we really enjoy the content that you write for us. And I feel like your, your skill set since, um, you know, retiring has just, just, Grown and uh you throw your hat in the ring with anything that you do, you do it with absolute integrity and you have a really great work ethic and um it really shows in terms of you know what you're what you're producing out there in the community um, the communities that you're helping to support and the young ones and um yeah, just wanted to have a have a chat with you today about like what have you been up to um what's yeah what's what's the latest well I
2: suppose there's a lot of things going on um you know, COVID came and, and Rugby League got put on hold. Mm. So, um, And I, 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 I've always looked at as myself as being, you know, a good footballer. But Rugby League then gave me an opportunity to go and try and make a difference to my people. Mm. Um, but I've been on this journey over the last two years when all the Rugby League's been taken away, you know. I'm I, um, no longer coaching or working in the game when, when we went through that period when everyone got stood down. And I had to find what really made me strong outside of just being a footballer or identifying with being this ex rugby League player who works in the game. And I, I found that the thing that makes me strong, the thing that motivates me, the thing that inspires me, the thing that heals me is my culture and my connection to culture. And by that, I'm, you know, I mean, obviously language and dance and art and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, but also just getting back home and being in mob and
0: talking mm. to
2: family and, 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 and being in touch with your people, you know, in the, com- in the community that you live in. That's what culture is, man, and that's what made me strong. And I feel because I'm culturally strong and I'm, I'm so proud of my mob and proud of where I'm from. That enabled me to be a good footballer. You know, it didn't mm. come the other way, which I always think was because I'm a good footballer, I'll get other opportunities in life. No, no, I was, I'm strong in my culture and I'm passionate about it and I'm proud of representing my mob. That's going to enable me to be good at anything that I do. So uh, I've really been on that journey. And this film, Erotica, uh, is a little bit of that journey. You know, it's, it's, it's talking about the dance that the players do before the All-Stars match and how we came up with it and how that's certainly evolved over these last, six or seven years and why we had to come up with that dance is important as well in the first place. Um, and making that film was also a journey for me of growth. So I'm really proud of that over the last four years.
0: Yeah, that's deadly. And just the the impact that introducing, uh, you know, that cultural component to the game, uh and, and how that's felt when you're in the stadium, you know, when the boys and the and the dancers walk out on the field and they're representing their communities and their people. Like it's it's amazing and like, you know, Luke, you've been on the sidelines when that's happened. Like how's the atmosphere?
1: Oh, it's amazing. Uh you know, I, I think you talk to any of the boys and I would you know, I'd rather put that jersey on than, you know, the Australian jersey or, you know the, you know, the New South Wales or Queensland Jersey, it sort of sends shivers to you for a spine when the boys run out there. Um, they get in that huddle, uh, mm. that dance. I want to give big props to Dino. You know, I was – I bad witness to uh, – in an in Indigenous camp a few years ago, Dino invited me to be come along to and um, just – how much passion Dino has, not like you said, for not only for the game of the rugby league itself, but for his people, for his culture. Mm. Uh, he wanted to really instil that in these first-grade rugby league players who may not have that connection to culture, as such. Um, and I witnessed in that room, you know, the likes of Jonathan Thurston, you know, being really open and in discussion about, you know, culture uh, in front of these young under twenties players coming through the ranks. You know, Dino had every Aboriginal player that could be there represented. Um, if they weren't already in pre-season with their club, if they got the you know, the opportunity to come along to the camp. And I think it's, it should be made compulsory for, you know, all your under-20s coming through, mm. all your first grades, if they're available to come to these camps, it is just amazing. And for me to witness it, I learnt so much myself being in that room, not only of the players themselves, but you know, I learnt a bit more about myself in terms of my culture. And uh, just the passion that Dino brings to it. Um, it's amazing, bros. And not only with the men's, like the women's you know the women's rugby League you're a big part of the women's rugby league you know you' this uh, the rose coach you want to talk a bit more about your your involvement and your passion for the women's game and and the growth of it as well
2: yeah well I suppose for me it, it, it came from um my daughter just loved rugby league Yola so she was my inspiration to to work in the women's space and look at so many great athletes and amazing players that we had coming through particularly at that time. And, and, and even now, the the pathway just gets stronger and stronger for us in, in the women's space. For me, you know, I coach that South I see next year. Next year, I'll be at Paramatta with NRLW. So I'm really looking forward Deadly. to that. And we're sort of, you yeah, know, I'm through our preparations for that. So, um, and I'll be the first indigenous coach to coach in NRLW. So I'm looking you know, looking forward to just being that, that ground, but making those ground breaking moves mm. and hopefully creating a pathway for the next ones to come through. And there are a few, um, indigenous coaches on different staffs. You know, the Darren Borthwick and Jeff Skinner, assistant coaches in that league. Paulie uh, Bent's been um, in that league for a long time as well. Jayden Kaplan's the performance coach up at uh, the Titans. So we're going to have a lot of Indigenous people involved in all the coaching staffs in that women's space. And I'm hoping that that leads to us breaking some ground in the men's space where coaching is still a space where we're underrepresented so much. And the opportunities, the lack of opportunities... For our indigenous uh, coaches, it is certainly happening at the moment. We need to to work hard to try and break down those walls and barriers mm. and, and and get our people into that there. So the women's yeah is, is definitely something that I'm, I'm really passionate about.
0: That's deadly. What do you think the 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 reason for the gap in in uh, you know blackfellas not holding um, first grade coaching positions with the men's teams? What do you like? What do you put I, I that think down
2: still to? Uncon- unconscious bias. I think people's uh, there's still those um those views that are put maybe a little bit backwards and mm. uh, and then also just lacking the the opportunities to come along the path, or we need to create more opportunities across there for mentoring, more Indigenous support. We need to we need to set up the the, the, struct, the the structures of support all the way through that pathway that enable our our coaches to go through. Now, coaching isn't an easy thing to do in our communities, as we know, you know. There's a lot of politics in our communities, a lot of families that are passionate about stuff. Look at the knockout. There's, there's arguments and, and stuff <laughs> around teams and, and, and all that sort of stuff, and most of those teams are coached by players, you know, that, that's mm. the way it does. we don't we don't really do it the right way in, in our um, knockout and our carnival football. So coaching is a tough thing in our in our communities. But I still think that there's got to be an opportunity for those that are out there and interested, and there are a lot of Indigenous coaches that are got the skills, lot the knowledge. They certainly apply themselves, and there needs to be pathways created and support systems put in place to help them get to the top. So that's that's the next thing for us to, to break down in in sports. It's because not, it's not just in Lake League, it's across all sports.
0: There's mm. a lack of
2: indigenous coaches.
0: Yeah. And with with this film that's just come out, um, do you see that as, you know, um I guess kinda helping lead the way in conversations around why all of this is is so important in terms of developing positions like this within the game. Uh, you know, uh you know, Luke talked about um, even just connecting closer. You know, to culture. I think uh, a lot of people who don't know the work that you that you've done, if they if they were to see the film, uh, what are some of the big impacts um, that this film potentially will contribute to? Now,
2: well, I think they'd learn. Uh, a big thing in Australia for me at the moment is just the lack of knowledge and lack of understanding around Aboriginal culture and Aboriginal issues, you know, Mm. there's there's still so much that that people don't know. And why is that? Like, we're still so backwards about it. We need to implement a lot of our, um, you know, customs and and stuff into into everyday life. And there should be, you know, you should be able to jump in a taxi at, at Sydney Airport and the taxi driver should be able to tell you a lot of stuff around, Indigenous culture and, and land, and whose land you're on, and, and give you a, a couple of how to say hello and all that kind sort of stuff when, you, when you're an international visitor. But mm. instead, no one knows anything about our culture, here. and that's that's one of the biggest things that's holding our people back in all areas there is, is there's just not enough knowledge out there and enough because our, our people are still being pushed down and, and still looked at through a negative lens in so many different ways. And it's because there's a lack of knowledge and understanding about our culture and our issues. Well, I think we've got to, you know, we've got to implement a lot of these things in schools to start with. Um, protocols should be should be acted everywhere in the way people do business and the way the work work environment works. Um, people should have an understanding of you know tribes and, and totems and, and all of that sort of stuff in every area in Australia. Like this should be common knowledge for every Australian. And, and sadly, it's not even common knowledge for every Aboriginal Australian. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done in this space. And until we get to that point, we a lot of our issues, it's going to just go in roundabout circles because of that lack of understanding, lack of support around dealing with those issues for our people. So I still think of, and, and I'm starting in the rugby league space, and that's the space I work in. It's In this film, there's an introduction to a lot of this stuff. And it's done in a really... Um, sports always a really welcoming place, you know, it brings people together no matter what your background. And to see this film build in that, that way, I think it, people walk away feeling more welcoming to learn about our culture. You learn about some some of the things in our culture. Because, and Sean Shulber is the one that goes to talk. He did a brilliant job in you know, the way Sean teaches and talks people through. I, I love watching him. And then I've seen the players too about how cultures added to their life and Enrich their lives, and then also become they become better men and role models mm-hmm. out of connecting with their culture. And so, I think for non-Indigenous Australians, there's a real journey to go on, and issues. It gives this this film also creates an opportunity to put issues on the table, to ask questions on the table, like why isn't an Australian team, why isn't a national sporting team doing these dances? Not, not should they, or or can they, or it's you know, question. Is, is why aren't you? It's mm. you know, we've given them. The knowledge is here. The, the the pride is here. The respect is here. The the, the the culture is so empowering, and you see these players that are there, and they're empowered. So why aren't the way our national teams doing it? And I think that's that's a good conversation starter for me to go away with because I think people will watch it and they'll actually start to say, we should be, let's do it. I know Cameron Murray was at the film on the weekend, I talked to Cameron, and there's a, there's a, that little push of people starting to get excited, but maybe one day I'd love to do it.
0: Yeah, that's deadly. How did the film come about? Talk us through... Um, I guess you know the 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 concept of it and the the initial planning of it. How did um, how did it come about?
2: I suppose it's a little bit of a story of my life. You know, the two things I'm most passionate about my Aboriginal community and and sport and how it can make a difference, and particularly rugby league because we love rugby league in our follow community mm. in New South Wales. We we die for it. Uh, and so those are two things that that's started kickstarted it. The second part was my last game. I was in that Welcome to Country game for uh, our, our first time we sort of got our black followers team in. did a Welcome to Country game and we played the Māori team. We learned this um, dance from the Kundamuka dancers that were down um, from Stradbroke for the game. And they taught us to dance sort of like the night before. Now, we didn't really – we went out there, the passion was there, the hunger was there to do it, but we didn't probably execute it well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't, didn't, the moves weren't right, really, it didn't look good, but we had the passion there for it. I always thought, you know what, we should be doing... We're the, we're the biggest sort of bunch of role models that our Indigenous communities look up to. We have influence in those communities. When we get out and, and dance, we've got to make sure that it's perfect, that it's it's passionate, that everyone believes it. And so the young kids feel inspired to learn dance. Instead of like when I was young, where all the black lives were too ashamed to get up and dance. We didn't know it was taken away from us. And our fathers and their stuff couldn't teach us things because culture was taken away from them, you know, so... That I want to get rid of that shame barrier that our kids have about um, performing their culture, learning their language, because you should be proud as anything to be a black fella and represent that every day. So when we um when we got the chance to do this um, I wanted to create a dance that, that uh that represented that. So I got the boys to come up with their own dance and it was you know, there was guys like Tyrone Roberts, um, Jonathan Wright who had that dance background, you know, they came with a bit of knowledge of, of dance in their communities. And then you had guys like Shawnee Kugler and, and A.B. Like giving a little bit of advice and stuff around it as well. Plus the players, you know, Greg Inglis, Jonathan Thurston, Will Chambers, Georgie Rose, Gagai, you know, all, all of them were in the room and we came up with that dance. And then from there, you can see the evolution of that dance. It's mm. um, It's become a really powerful thing. Young kids are doing it. Um, and it's given us a real sense of pride, but you also see how much it inspires the players and the passion that they now, now do. You know, G.O.A. led it well when he first started, but you look at what Latrell Mitchell's done to take that sort of lead role on it to the next level, and, and now the boys, they dance it, so passionate, they look forward to it, every, and it's opened up opportunities for them to learn other stuff as well about their culture, like language, like codems, like, uh, you know, other things. So um, that's where this film started from was telling that story. The other thing that was really important to me was when I first started working at NRL Aboriginal players made the front pages of the newspapers around 10 to 12 times in that one year the year before I started there and that was all around bad behavior all yeah. Before. Yeah. Now now all our players make the front page, but it's because they stand up for issues you know they they raise awareness about the issues or they stand up for against racism Katie Walker, on the troll mix with Jo like they do amazing things in our community now, so that's what I've been pleased about is that if you want to change people's behavior, connect them to culture, the importance of culture, make them strong, and then give them their their responsibilities as a role model. and these boys see it now you can't stand up. For, against racism, or, or look, look, raise awareness about the national anthem and how it affects our people, or issues that are in our community. If you're going to be a dickhead on the Friday or Saturday night, you know, yeah. going out, getting a drink, and doing stupid stuff, and our boys realise that now. And it's all through that connection, that responsibility, the culture. So it's been, and I just want to show that in a film,
1: and that's uh, that's what that erotic is all about.
0: So deadly. Yeah,
1: most definitely. Yeah, yeah, and you can see it, Shaw. You know, he's 24 years of age, but he is a leader. Um, and it's great to see. And, I mean, this All-Stars concept, I, I think it's just brought everyone, you know, it's made us proud of who and what we are. And it's moulded the true loves, you know, rugby league. You know, blackfellas love rugby league in New South Wales in Queensland. We love it. And we love our culture. And, you know, the All-Stars concept. And playing also against now the multi brothers and sisters, you know, we had the women's game and the men's game. And, you know, we know how strong the culture is over there and the education that they've had over there, the, you know, the, the greater population over there. Um, to see the two strong cultures colliding at the start of the season, um, it's fantastic, and there's a mutual respect. You know, after the game, uh, after both our walk, you know, the Harker and our war cry, our war dance, you know, we come together. They and then they go into battle, but after that, there's that mutual respect. But uh, it's, it's a battle out there. But uh, like you said, Nay, no, I've sat so I'm lucky enough as my role as the on-field MC, and you know, it's uh, it's, it's an electric. event. It's, it's just a oh, it's electric, and to see. <laughs> You know, it's traveled around and you know, see the mob down in Melbourne be so proud of it. You know, towns all and everywhere in between, it's just fantastic. and I'm looking so looking forward to this to this film, Dino. And it's a great, you know, event. I know there was an event down at Barangaroo, uh, uh Survival Day Eve last year, I think, um, with the likes of Bangara getting on board, Stan Grant as well, come along. And there was a bit of a, I'm not sure if that's going to be in the film, but I know there's a big, big event down there, Barangaroo, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, yeah, so but that features in the film and that's
1: it's sort of like the, the
2: the pinnacle of the film, I mm. suppose, that performance down there. And my uh, well, the idea for that was uh, and uh and great to team up with Stephen at Bangor and also Wesley Enoch from TV Festival. Yeah. Um, but on the evil th on, on the evil what they will call Australia Day, on um, evil what we call, you know, survival day and, and um, I think it's important that the night before Belongs to our communities, you know. It mm. belongs to our, our, our people because tomorrow they will celebrate, and tomorrow they will do whatever they do, and we've got about that and all that. There's all different things going on tomorrow, and it's all about them boats and, and what happens to them. But the night before, I, I see it as belongs to our people because this is before them boats come, and I find that performance down there at the Sydney Festival as an opportunity for our men to go. Well, what's happening in our communities that we can control? You know, tomorrow is going to be about um, us versus them, and, and what we think and what how uh, we feel and all that sort of stuff. That's an uneasy thing for all of us. But the night before belongs to us. It's about looking at what's happening in our communities and what to uh, us as men stand up and be leaders for. Or what do we need to inspiring these young men? So that performance that we did down there it was fantastic. You know, we had people different backgrounds, all, you know, community leaders like Shane Phillips in with footballers mm. like Adam Woods and Michael and Cody Walker, Georgie Rose and like a like, uh, chick was saying, Stan Grant's there as well and, and all these different leaders in all different spaces. So for us, it was important to say, well, what are we showing these young boys? And all these young boys got the dancers, you should have seen them but They loved it. So we'll be doing that again. And I want to that that, that that performance on that night to get to where we are thousands and then sort of you know, 50 men in Armagh, 50 50 men in Lisbon, Sydney, Brisbane, you know, in that Canberra, all doing these performances all at the same time to showcase to their communities. This belongs to us this night because tomorrow all sorts of things will go on, but we can address whatever issues and we can inspire the next young leaders in our community. It could be like a a nationwide corroboree on the the eve of what is an important day for, for, for our culture
0: it's a really strong really strong concept that is and i wanted to um acknowledge uh the work of all the men involved in that and that hearing you know as a black woman hearing black men speak out about strong leadership and speak out about things that uh you know that they could be doing better as as leaders in our community for for the benefit of all of our community, um, you know, whether you're a father or a grandfather or an uncle. And um, I think that's something that I really took away from, from what you've been saying about the film is just highlighting the importance of, of our men being strong in who they are and, and strong in their leadership. And, um, and it absolutely does come down to their strengths in, you know, um, in acknowledging and honoring and practicing their culture, uh, regardless of whether they've been disconnected or not.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, we did our Barangaroo, which is a place named after a very important Indigenous woman. You know, so um, I think that that's res- showing that respect to women. But the best way we can do that is by cre- creating strong young men.
0: Mm. So deadly. Um, I really hope everybody embraces the film. If you haven't seen it uh, already, um, it's it's showing at the Sydney Film Festival in the month of November. Uh, You can definitely check it out uh, online. Uh, You can have conversations amongst uh, your peers, your family, your workmates around the, the content of the film. And I think it's also just, um, it's, it's really great, uh, you know, like, like you said, Luke, before, getting an insight into just how powerful, um, I guess, the, the impact of, of sports and, and rugby league and everything that happens, you know, behind the scenes uh, and how that makes you feel when you do experience that and that it's, it's more just about uh, football, it's more just about, uh, you know, playing on the field, um, that it absolutely encompasses everything around culture and leadership and, uh, and what we want for our communities for the future.
1: John. Most definitely, yeah. The, I mean, the All Stars concept—it's a cultural event. You know, there's the whole week of festivities. Festivities, you know, for you know some of the young kids that are in the school to work program. Mm. Uh, our, our Aboriginal and Torres on the kids, which is a great concept of you know getting them to meet with the All Stars teams, and you know they are part of the night as well. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just a fantastic event. I'm glad you know you come up with the concept. You know you're, you're a triple threat now, bros. You know <laughs> football, <laughs> actor, TV presenter. Now, I just want to mention, you know, you are a presenter on now on over the black, Dog, black dot, flat uh, dot. You know, you're, how, how is that? How are you liking getting in the media in front of the camera? Because you do speak so well. You know, I sort of love watching about you, bros. You know, you're not only my love's a good yarn. You know, we know that, you, you, but can tell a yarn, but can tell a really good <laughs> and clearly and. Um, how are
2: you enjoying your, you know, your time on the over the back side? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it, man. You know, to to highlight uh, some of the fantastic things our footballers are doing and to sit there and yarn and, and say that excellent on front of the camera. One of the big things I love about that is was, especially early, when, um, the community involvement that we're trying to get to, across the show and in community yeah. engagement. And look, COVID sort of took a lot of those opportunities away last year, but we still got, you know, some shout-outs. We've still got people to send their things in. But a big thing that we're looking forward to, and, and we're going to be starting it up Mazeway when that, um, when that uh, Bundjalung, uh, that comp that starts with those Three Nations early mm. in the year, we're going to get up there and get those community stories told. And I know our mob loves it. And they love seeing themselves on TV. But um, that, that's the part that I enjoy the most, getting out there and connecting with, with people from from the, our community. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm really loving the show. You know, George and Tamana and Jaden the fantastic work with them both. Like, both amazing. Um, so um, we'll get bigger and better next year too, so keep keep an eye out for the show next year that big things coming. Any
0: um, any whispers on where or if All Stars will be happening next year,
2: twenty twenty two? Yeah, I'm hearing big predictions are coming to Sydney, so Bank West Stadium I think uh, is gonna be likely a uh, um, location for All Stars next year which is which is I think will be amazing. You know, Western Sydney, all our mods love coming down to Sydney anyway. There'll be you know, a lot of festivities and events during the week and um, I, I reckon it's going to be a great place for it to be in Sydney for the first time so keep your eyes about the uh, Bank West for me that
1: would be that would be amazing I was and just going to you know, say you know,
0: Luke's ears probably just pricked right up then
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but you know you, we uh, the Western Sydney area of Sydney is uh, known for a big population of black yeah. so you know it's right on their doorstep there's no excuses and mm. Bank West is an amazing stadium so to have that just a uh, blacked out with you no know, mouldy mob yeah, and Aboriginal he. mob touch on the mob. Oh man, I can feel the guns through my bones already. That's fantastic. Get the dancing <laughs> shoes ready, awesome. chica. <laughs> oh, they're already polished off. But um, no, it'll be great to be a part of that again and yeah, see the mob and yeah, bring it home to Sydney. Since
2: 1991, the Courier Mail has been the voice of Indigenous Australia. As Australia's only national fortnightly
0: publication, we are excited to celebrate our 30th birthday this year. For all the latest news and views, subscribe at koorimail.com. Want to listen up to Dead New Tracks from First Nations artists? Or live stream one of 27 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander radio stations from across the country? Then check out Indigitude. A digital meeting place for our songs dance language and law from the desert to the sea download the indigitube app today and explore the national media platform by and for first nations people preserving language and culture for future generations you're listening to The Big Dories Podcast, Episode 8. Thank you so much for joining us today uh, with my brother Luke Carroll and our special guest, Dean Witters. Dino, we, we wanted to touch on the knockout, right? So obviously there's there's been a couple of years of delays with uh, uh, the cockatoos being able to host the knockout down there um, on the south coast and the 50th year of the knockout. Um, where are things at, uh, to your knowledge at the moment? And, um, I know in the, the recent Courier Mail, uh, column, you do talk about the knockout in the 50 years, um, you know, for our listeners who may not know, I mean, look, the Blackfella grapevine is, is very strong. Um, but where, where are things at or, or what do you think is going to happen next year?
2: Well, I think they're working hard towards October, a long weekend again, has been the the date and, uh, and, and setting it up down there on the South coast, but. Uh, I think this year it's probably going to come to a point where they've got to run it um, if if they can't run it down there at that time where well, they've got to look at alternative lo- locations and even though we might not all want it, they might have to look at an alternative date it's got it's got to be rough you know we can't can't go another mm. uh, another year without it um for me the 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 article I recently wrote in the Mail is just a highlight I'm doing some stuff with the uh, state Library and we're doing a, a project to recognise fifty years in the knockout now. That's with a lot of the you know inaugural members of the knockout, some fantastic people. They're just given some great stories and great yarns, and I'm lucky to be on this advisory uh, uh, panel to that. And you know, looking to highlight how important the knockout is to all our communities, and, and who who have been some of the great you know great footballers and great moments of the knockout. So really looking for community engagement in that. And I think they're going around in February, January, February, March. To visit communities and do a bit of a roadshow and, and mm. ask people to bring in stuff for, and, and share their memories about the knockout because it is, it's important to all of our communities and we've all got a great relationship with it. And, and a lot of us have uh, got a lot of parallels with different things in our life that have happened and centered around the Kuru knockout. So I'm looking forward to that being showcased. And, uh, you know, where I come from in Armada, in Marwood, you know, the, the community up there is, is just crazy about the knockout, loves it. It's been that way forever, and it brings our community together. So it's certainly a magical event that's been created by our communities. And I think um, for me, it's it's about that that tradition continuing over these next. Um, I think looking back will only uh, empower people and strengthen people's connection with it even more. And um, these young fellows will learn a lot about the history of their people and their towns because you know I look. It's an important thing to me. But I go to a lot of country communities and even in Sydney. And you look at photos of football teams, and in the 60s and 70s, there's lucky to be one or two black fellows in the team. Mm. Um, and that's when the mm. knockout started being created. So it, was, it was created because of a real um, purpose in, in our communities, but a real need in our communities. And then off the top of that, then you start to see the photos shift to where now there's 11, 10, 9 blackfellas in all these successful teams that were winning competitions in Country Oak League and city football. So mm-hmm. it did an amazing thing, the knockout, uh, for our communities. And I talked to my dad, and this is part of the film too, about how hopeless and helpless the situation was for Aboriginal men in the 50s, 60s and 70s. But then the knockout came along, and through Rugby League, it gave hope and change to these communities. So that's the told in the film too. And I think that's, the knockout is so important to our history, you know, so... Um, definitely got to get it back. Look, I'm looking forward to it. I might even put the old boots on, you know, old local Oh, you probably will. I'm, ah, sick you it. It. Ah,
1: ah, ah, I'm sick oh, of you no, saying.
2: I'm sick of it. Sick of you saying you're retiring. Oh,
0: well, that'll
1: be um, you and, you and Den, Den going around again. That'll be awesome. <laughs> one more year at the talk. Can we do it?
0: <laughs> well, so, you know what happens, Luke, <laughs> Luke. I don't know if you notice, but I watch. I watch him and Den. I watch their social media, and about probably about maybe two months out from the knockout, then they start. You know. Dino putting up his protein shakes and his he calls it his knockout juice, his little concoctions. And I think, mate, that's you've got to start six months in advance. You're not young. You're not young. Two months out of the knockout and he's trying to, you know, get himself together so that he can put the boots back on. But I'm sick of him and Dennis saying that they're going to retire. And then next minute you see them running out.
2: I'm sure we're getting younger. <laughs> like, we young not want to watch out. We would pull a film in the gear. But, uh, no, I'm certainly looking forward to because we, we, we were going to play our last one together. The first, the first year at the South Coast, and big plans on it, but, It's uh, it's certainly dragged on and I'm not getting any younger and I'll open the area and put it on so I can retire and hang the boots up.
0: (laughs) It must be hard, I must say. So, you know, definitely want to acknowledge that it must be hard to to retire and hang up those boots. Um, But also from the knockout because, like you said, it's such a community thing and I like what you said about uh it being being started for a purpose and I think that's with with everything that our that our mob do is uh everything starts with a purpose and it's um and it's because you know um nobody's invited us to the table and we're at a point now where we're building our own tables and putting our mob around the the seats at those tables and it's um it's a really um you know, strong, strong thing to hear all, all the work that you're doing and uh just wanna acknowledge that again. Um and, you know, congratulations on the film. Like I said, I hope uh people people see the film and engage in conversation about it and, and I guess take a, a deeper look in into what uh our players do and everybody behind the scenes in, in rugby league. The the NRL draw's just been released, so before we wrap this up, um any any comments any tips obviously we're all kind of south supporters i guess so we're hoping that they'll get there to the end and and just get that win for the for the premiership in 2022 what do you reckon
2: yeah i think the labs is, is strong favourites for next year's competition, I think I'll go one, but uh, this year was the year mm. it should have happened, but I'm lucky on Grand Final Day, uh, and I think the, the NRW got released as well, and I think uh, our Paramount Ares team, I have got a particular girls to win the competition, so keep an eye going, all you fellas, put, put your sports tab or whatever it is, you've all done. <laughs> gamble
0: money on gamble responsibly, make sure you get bread and milk first on the table, you mob, come on, make sure you... Bully petri- beef and rice. <laughs> Put petrol in the car first before you tap, tap, tap. <laughs> but, uh, and, credit, and credit
1: in the phone. And, and
0: credit on the phone. Yes, credit on the phone. Look, um, thank you so much for joining us today, Dino. I mean, look, this podcast program's called The Big Dory and you're one of the biggest out there, I must say. Uh, I think it's just can't wait to get them T-shirts done up and send them down to you because I think uh, you'll wear it with pride. Uh, but that's what I love about you, brother. You're always up for a yarn. Uh, you know, your knowledge and your leadership is, uh, you know, invaluable. And we thank you for the work that you've done. And thank you for joining us today on The Big Dory. Go Cabo. I'll
2: bring you,
0: uh, <laughs> up Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's,
0: that's what I miss about the knockout. I miss it. I miss when everybody gets funny with each other leading up to the knockout. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to each other. Me and Georgie Rose, we don't talk to each other because, you know, he goes for Walgett, <laughs> I go for Cabo. We get funny with each other. But that's uh, that's that's a beauty about the knockout and uh, and yeah, look, you know, brother, you're a good friend and mate and uh, uh, you know, congratulations on everything that you've done. Thanks again.
2: Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. I eh? see you. See you, brother. Yeah,
1: brother. See you.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Big Dory podcast, produced here on Widgeable Wijable Country at the Kuri Mail Newspaper. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode with Luke Carroll, my co-host, and special guest, Dean Witters. We'll see you in two weeks for episode nine. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button on your screen to stay up to date with the Big Dory's latest podcast. And make sure you rate this episode for us. You can find links to all our socials and website information in the show description.